It's really Have you good. ever been to a furries like nah, meetup? No. I went you? to a furries conference really? in Chicago. Did you have to go as a furry? No, I went to observe. Were they having the conference as furries? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's a convention. I asked the registration people how many people are attending. They said 1,600, like ish. I'm like, there's 1,600 furries in this building? In this building. Like, that's so crazy. Well, one of them was a little scary to me because the title is Young Furries Mentorship. Oh dear. And I'm like, what the fuck is this about? Oh dear. Like, like, is it grooming-ish? Yeah. I don't know. But the cool thing was, man, those costumes are actually very fucking expensive. There was a guy in my elevator that was wearing this fox costume. And I asked him how much it is. He said $3,000. It's a legit fox it's costume. Yeah. There's a big head, like big body, long tail, like a like five foot tail. Yeah. I don't know if there's a lot in London. I would imagine because it's cold. <laughs> Does your boyfriend suck your toe? Yeah. Absolutely. I feel... I feel, I feel good. good. Welcome to Love Bites. Love Bites. Love Bites. Love Bites. By Dr. Tara. Your destination for sexual wellness and mindful relationship advice. Hope you're having an orgasmic day. Love Bites is going to be taking a break, but you don't have to miss me. I'll be a guest on the brand new mental health podcast called We Are All a Little Crazy that drops September 13th on YouTube, Spotify, and everywhere you listen to your podcasts. We're going to talk about the serious effects your mental health can have on your sexuality. Before we bring out the games and you get to find out what I find crazy sexy. If you're going to miss me while I'm gone, check out We Are All A Little Crazy. Follow them on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and more at All A Little Crazy. Hello, I'm M. Cheeky, and today I am asking what the audience wants to know and we've got a whole lot of questions to get through with the best dr tara hi guys Mwah. love you <laughs> <laughs> okay we're gonna start with a would you rather and this one <laughs> buckle up oh yeah okay okay i'm ready would you rather do shibari with electrical wires over a 20 foot cliff or have sex with megan lee stanyard in a tiger cage with 12 tigers surrounding you Oh, this is so easy. Whoever wrote this must know I'm super into Megan Thee Stallion. So okay. I'm going to choose Megan Thee Stallion. I'll probably finger her. In the tiger cage. And she'll come for the very first time. In a tiger cage. <laughs> in a tiger cage, surrounded maybe by get 12 tigers. Maybe they're how also awesome is that? Like a tiger orgy. Have you seen how tigers have sex? I have not. Oh my God, it's fucking hot. Really? Yeah. You watch Animal Planet. They just, they go for it. They they, are... But a male would like, jump on the female like fucking bite her neck and like hold her down and really like hurting like the female tiger would be like bloody but she's loving it <laughs> i don't know if she's loving it i don't think anyone has interviewed her I would be it. <laughs> but i mean it's like it's intense like it's if intense. you watch it it's like and then, and then he would like bite her neck down and then like fuck her it's intense the animal planet is porn wow enjoy that with megan in the cage <laughs> 12 others. <laughs> I might need ibuprofen after from all the scratches, but that's yeah. okay. I mean, I'd also be going with that like 20 foot cliff and electrical wires. Dude, I can't do that. No, so sorry. first off, I have so much respect for people who actually love Shibari. 
But it's like testing your patience, isn't it? Yeah, I need both as someone that ties a rope and the person sitting. It just takes forever. And some people love, mm-hmm. you know, they think like that moment of like waiting, the anticipation. the anticipation. They think it's yeah. like hot. Do you feel me? I feel Is it because you. we're Virgos we're and we're Virgos. like, come on, let's go. I need it now. <laughs> Not in an hour and a half's time. <laughs> and electrical wires, no, no, no. Okay, question number one from the audience. Does your good-looking husband have a big nose? He has a big nose. He's still good looking though. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, next question. How do you feel about the connection between kinky sex and the patriarchy? Yeah, I actually saw this question and I didn't understand where it comes from. Yeah. Like in which context? What are we thinking here? I do understand like for a lot of the times in kinky situations, you are kind of like giving into what we're normally fighting in the patriarchy. You know, we don't want like that dominance and we want to be equals. And then in kinkiness, you kind of go into that sub role and you want daddy and you want to be spanked and be told you're not, you know. So sometimes it's like going against what we're fighting every day because I feel like every day we're fighting against the patriarchy and then in bed it's take me daddy. That is an interesting interpretation. Esther Perel says it really good. She said in the bedroom, there's no PC, right? In the bedroom, it's no PC. So whatever happens in the bedroom, sometimes it's taboo. Sometimes it's even anti-feminism for some people. Yeah. Is it worth overanalyzing it? If you enjoy it, like, yeah. just go for it. Like, yeah. you don't have to, you're not a bad feminist for wanting no. to be spanked. No. You know? So, yeah. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> While kissing, when is the best time to start going downtown? Oh, like to eat? them out yeah i assume that this is what this person (laughs) wants to know not downtown la baby while kissing when's the right time to start heading down there and eat them out okay i would say that you need to test the waters a little bit you know i don't think there's like five minutes 10 minutes 15 minutes i don't i don't believe in those things because for some people you literally kiss for two minutes and it's like ready let's go go down on me but for some people it takes a lot of teasing and a lot of making out a lot of like setting the tone i would say in order to kind of see whether or not you should start like going down on them would be testing different parts of the body first off nipples when someone is aroused and this is just science when someone is aroused then nipples get hard both men and women try playing with the nipples see where they are at their nipples are hard i feel like they're ready to go down on them another way to feel it out is also touching their genitals Uh, now it depends on how long you've been dating i'm married partner kind of knows my body well and you know so we start kissing he'll start like kind of sliding his hand down and play with my clit which is very important because play with her clit and watch her drip i think if you're in early dating or even if this is like first time hooking up with this person i think it's good to ask do you want me to like can i touch you now yeah and then feel it and feel and then go from there because these bodily responses can tell you when they're ready but also there's no shame in verbal communication game and we found that people find verbal communication during sex very awkward like uh ox like no i think we need to change that narrative because i for one love when people are being verbal in bed in every aspect in terms of asking for consent in terms giving me consent in terms of giving me praises in terms of dirty talk in terms of telling me what feels good what doesn't i love it i think it's so hot it fuels my fire even yeah. more when my partner tells me what's going on i think we need to flip the narrative Absolutely. are you a talker i'm a talker and i also feel like let's just change it so that the default is people asking 
it verbal. Leads, yeah, it leads to higher rates of sexual satisfaction if you're being led to understand, oh, this is good, I'm ready for this. I feel like if people for this question, when is the best time to start? Besides body language and then mm-hmm. maybe like asking for it or moaning or moving your hand down there, you can make it in a sexy way when it's mm-hmm. like, do you want me now? Mm-hmm. Like, can I go down mm-hmm. on you? Like a stop, pull back. Mm-hmm. So whisper in the ear. Yeah. Like, can we make that the default? And then maybe later on when you've got a better understanding of each other, it really depends on the face of the relationship. Yeah, um, absolutely. Early on, I do think it's very important to... Check in. Yeah, check in and You don't know what things. someone... Like miscommunication. You can say, do you want me now? And they're like, how? Yeah, Where? yeah. You? And they might say yes, and then you might do something that then that kills the mood when yeah. they're like, that's not what I was talking yeah. about at all. Yeah. My friend said one time she was on a trip somewhere in Europe and making out with this guy, and he said like, oh, I want to fuck you. She said something like, I've been ready, and then he proceeded to try to fuck her in the ass. Like that's the default. Like anal was default. <laughs> no, 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 no. If the guy was like, you know, I want to fuck you now in the ass. Let's <laughs> say specific. it. I want to fuck you in the ass right now. <laughs> it's still hot. Yeah, it's. Specific. I think it's hot. Yeah. Someone Let's, say that, I'm going to be like, okay, do we have two bottles of lube? Yeah. Are we prepared? <laughs> I'm not prepared. Like, At least two bottles. Yeah. <laughs> That's a valid question. And I think for a young person, maybe like yes. a teenager, it is quite nerve wracking. When can I go and eat them out? <laughs> to actually speak when you're like making out, bless. I can, I can remember that is really right? hard. But if we're only asking this question because we have a fear of killing the mood, Trust me, sticking it up the ass when that's not what they wanted is going to kill the mood way more. <laughs> exactly. So rather cut your losses, ask them, can I finger you now? Can I yeah. put my fingers inside you? Yeah. Can I go down on you? I really want to eat you out. Is that okay? Yeah. Like, I want to suck your dick, exactly. daddy. Exactly. <laughs> so let's, uh, let's make consent and like active communication the default. Mm-hmm. And then if that isn't how you guys roll, you'll make that happen in the next few times. Like, yeah, if this is the out, person yeah. for you, just because this like one time you ask them a question, it won't kill yeah. anything. Yeah, exactly. We have three kids, clearly not me. And it feels like my wife is okay with sex twice a month. How can I ask for more? Tough. That's loaded. First off, empathy for you and your wife. I understand a woman's body goes through a fucking lot. Oh my gosh. And I mean, I I haven't had kids, but period every month kills me. You know, just the things that we have to really go through. It sucks, man. And and the cycle really affects our desire and how much we want it and libido and all of those things. So I understand her, you know, busyness of raising kids. Like I completely understand that. At the same time, I understand you, the person asking the question, because I was actually in a relationship where I was rejected all the time. I was in a relationship where my partner, he only liked masturbating. It was an issue, not an ishmi. <laughs> yes. He only liked masturbating. He he just like liked that yeah. a lot. And at the beginning, when I started dating him, we would have sex. Not not a lot, not per my likings, but like once a week. Yeah. And that should have been a red flag. But back then I didn't, yeah. I was a people pleaser. I didn't know how to catch the red flags. We then started like dating and it's been six months and we only have sex like once a week or maybe once every two weeks. And I started feeling very frustrated because yeah. I, um, I'm naturally kind of sexual and I want to get sexual with you, even sometimes not penetration. But he never wanted it. Yeah. And it feels like shit. It does. Well, it felt like shit because doesn't it's not just about sex, is it? Sex is never about sex. Sex is about everything else. We connected to 
everything. <laughs> yeah, sex is about desire. Sex is about self-esteem. Sex is about who you are as a person. Sex is about whether or not this relationship is going the way you want it to go. So yeah. like it means way more than people think. The person asking this question, I completely understand you. I have massive empathy for you. I know that in this society, a lot of people will tell you, have empathy for her. She's ra raising three yeah. kids. And because that tends to be the normal narrative, right? Yeah. Like, which I understand. Um, but at the same time, you're not a bad person for wanting more sex. You're not. Yeah. Right. You're not. So now let's go into, and you can chime in too. Like now let's go into, well, what do I do? And how do I encourage my wife to desire sex more often? Yeah. My very first thing would be, does she have enough time to relax? Yes. <laughs> because wanting sex doesn't just come out of nowhere. You have to have the vessel and the mind space to want sex. I don't have kids, so I have a lot of time to want sex. Yes. Right? Does she have time to want sex? That would be my first question. Does she get time to relax? Is she super stressed out all the time? I would say that would be the very first thing that you can help with. How can you help her relax? Yeah. How can you give her maybe alone time? Because I think alone time can lead to sex time. So that would be my first thing. I do, like again, massive empathy for both sides. I yeah. can understand the frustration. I've been in a rejected point of view and it it really does suck. And I think what we were saying about how sometimes we connect so much to sex, fair enough, you can connect whatever you want to sex, but remember that your partner who loves you might not be connecting your self-worth and self-esteem directly to sex. So that's not that's not what they mean when they're rejecting you. What I see happen a lot, and I think what we talk about a lot, is how do I make them want sex more? And it's like, right. well, or how do I turn them on more? If your partner comes home and they're exhausted and you're trying to turn them on by adding all of the, you know, romantic music, yeah. candles, lingerie. It's so overwhelming. It's so overwhelming and their foot's still on the brake. Mm -hmm. You're probably going to get a higher success rate. Mm -hmm. Take away all the fancy like turn-ons mm -hmm. and rather just taking away their turn-offs, mm -hmm. being stressed, having chores still to do, right? you know, not having time to relax. Kids aren't asleep yet. Get a babysitter, all of those mm -hmm. type of things. And then I also think in terms of married couples or people with children is it's not going to be the first time you try. Mm -hmm. It's like, we're going to try work on this together. You're not trying to get onto my side because I want to, we're going to work on it towards a point yes. together. Uh, it doesn't have to be a number of times. It's no. just a little bit more. It's just more. easier to explain, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. So it's not like I want four, you want one, right. we go to two. It's yeah. more like you're working together, which has proved to make you know, bring couples together. If you're working yeah. on it as a team and you're like, this is our goal, sex is important to us, mm -hmm. intimacy maybe, not mm -hmm. penetration. We say right. intimacy is important to us. How do we make sure we go towards that together? Mm -hmm. And that fosters more intimacy and connection. So it's 100%. a great thing to work on together. And like I said, just it's not going to be that first weekend off where you get no. a babysitter. It's yeah. like, no, you're it working like on... It is a con continuous effort. Yeah. In the future, we want to be really happy with this. So mm -hmm. how do we actively work towards mm -hmm. creating more intimacy, which will lead to having more sex? And that's a really good point because at this point, some people will go, but my wife is not even open to working towards the yeah. sexual wellness part because her foot is so much on the brakes. Yeah, there's nothing uh, taking it off. Maybe the kid is yeah, on the brake. <laughs> like, exactly, you know? exactly. I would say there is power in vulnerability. And if you really sit down your spouse and really share how much the lack of desire and lack of sexual connection is hurting you, I actually think 
that that will work. Yeah, you'll be in surprised. Her feeling a little bit more like, oh man, like I don't want you to feel this way. You know, like you said, it's not malicious most yeah. of the times. Like 99% of the times, I mean, you married this person. Yeah. You know, like and I, most of the times, they're not like maliciously like, oh, I want you to feel like shit. Yeah. No, but they're busy and yeah. exhausted. That foot is so much on the brake. So I think that being super vulnerable and sharing how much the lack of sexual connection is hurting you can actually help you. Yeah. Yeah. And then of course, help her relax because a relaxed person is a more sexual person. You can only feel pleasure <laughs> when you are calm or in a relaxed like nervous system wise. Yeah. Otherwise, your body's not going to be... And like, then it's a great fight, cycle. Yeah, if they're in fight or flight, there's no... Your brain is like, sex, no. Yeah. Sex, pleasure, no. Intimacy, it's not happening for them. Yeah. And then the last thing I think I would say, and like sexual communications queen over here can probably vouch for, is especially in this era where we haven't learned about education or like sexual communication, sometimes when we have these chats, it can end up worse because our tone is a bit off. Yeah. We don't really know what we're talking about. We have like an intention, but they're also, the way they hear you is kind of where they're coming from as well. If she's mm -hmm. in a bad mood, she's just going to hear that she's not good enough. They're not doing a good yeah. enough job. So it's never a bad option to go to a sex and relationships counselor or therapist because they are going to make sure that, you know, they can chat to you in private mm -hmm. and can really vouch for what you're saying mm -hmm. instead of you maybe going in with the best intentions and still not being able to get your message across. We were never taught sexual communication, so be easy on yourself and your partner. Yeah. Um, and if you have the resources, definitely seek out, you know, sex, uh, sex and relationship therapist, coach, counselor, whoever you feel like you vibe with, I think that would be best. Yeah. Would you ever release a sex tape of yourself? Or is that not your thing? <laughs> I didn't see that question. <laughs> um, yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, I can't say no because I don't know. Let's break it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's break it down to different genres. <laughs> because would I do, you know, mainstream porn? No. Mm -hmm. Because I have a full-time job already as a professor and I'm, I'm good with the pay. <laughs> You're so, busy. Yeah, You're I'm busy. busy. I'm busy. <laughs> so I would never do mainstream porn. Mm -hmm. Would I do OnlyFans? Because tons of people ask me this every single day on my TikTok. Like, yes. I swear out of 2 million followers, 1.99 have asked me <laughs> if I would do OnlyFans. I would say the same answer is no, because I legitimately just don't have time to have another job. But now, would I release a sex tape? A once off. Just like, um, for free. <laughs> for free? Like, a yeah. As a service to humanity. You are about serving. <laughs> I am about serving. I can't say no. Yeah. Because I don't know, maybe I'll be 40 and think it's kind of kinky and funny to release like a 30 second <laughs> POV. Yeah. Uh, you never know. But as long as I don't lose my job, because sadly, we're still in... We are still in. Yeah, we're still in the kind of society that judges harshly on women's naked bodies for some reason. Yeah. Like Instagram, hello, nipples, men's nipples, fine. Women's nipples, you're out, yeah. you know, you're banned. So I got to watch child for myself. Yeah. If we in an ideal world, yes. I would go everywhere naked. Absolutely. You don't have to buy my sex tape. You can just see it. Yeah, we'll invite you. <laughs> in an ideal world. But Absolutely, sadly, yeah. I can't just go everywhere naked. We're not there yet. And I do always applaud the sex workers for being 
so incredibly yeah. brave at it is continuing. Very brave. And it's fucking hard, man. It's hard work. Like if you think regular like day-to-day -day life sex is, yeah. is effort, porn sex is effort. It's hella yeah. effort. So yeah. pay for your porn and pay for your performance. Absolutely. Okay. Can watching too much pornography affect your performance? Ooh, a lot of people have asked me this question. It's yes and no. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go with no first. No, it doesn't. If you use porn wisely. Yes. If you watch porn mindfully. Yes. And you don't overdo certain genre all the time. Now, yes, it could affect your performance if you overdo certain genre all the time. Yes. Let me give you an example. And this is, you know, a simple testimonial from one of my clients. I have a client who has been watching extreme gangbangs mm -hmm. since he was 18 and yeah. now he's 26. He can't get it up with his girlfriend like ever. Every time he takes a pill, he finds it so boring to have sex with his girlfriend. Yeah. To me, what this is telling me is that his fantasy world is more exciting and yeah. engaging than his real world. And that's where it's a problem is that it is a fantasy world. Although for some people not, yes. <laughs> but most people gangbangs and extreme like violent gangbang yes. is a fantasy world. Yeah. With your girlfriend, it's not going to be ever as outrageously exciting as that. Yeah. So yeah, in that case, I would say yes. So porn is not your enemy as long as you watch porn mindfully. And I'm a big fan of ethical porn. Yes. I actually watch porn terms, I would say like regularly. Yeah. And I watch ethical porn, like some scenes really turn me on. Some scenes really let me live my fantasy. And sometimes I watch it with my partner as yeah. like a part of our foreplay. We'll make out, you know, do a little handy and watch porn together. Yeah. So, you know, when you use it mindfully, I don't think it's ever a problem. Yeah. Porn is a tool until like maybe this person has said, it's starting to cause issues for you. And then maybe that's at the point where you take a break. Exactly. And you focus on reality and what is actually going to realistically happen between you and your partner in your sex life yeah. and then you can also always come to a conclusion that if it's not working for you then you know and it's not working for them and they're not ready and prepared to give you that and it is a realistical ask mm -hmm. then you can always go and seek that out that relationship might not be might not work for you long term yeah we can always think about like if porn has been in your life for years and years and you've been watching violent yeah like if we watch furries porn all the time yeah. right? and your partner's not want to do that every exactly time. it's just different it's different yeah. and you can't help it yeah now i do think that for men mm. particularly yes. men and porn so 99 percent of men don't just watch porn just to watch it they watch it to masturbate yes and now that could be a problem because when you masturbate a lot, yes. what can happen is called idiosyncratic masturbation. You get used to the rhythm and the pressure and the tempo of your you know, hand and yeah. how you pleasure yourself to the point where when you start having sex with a partner, it just no longer is pleasurable for you. Yeah. So in that case, I actually recommend a lot of my clients to use a toy. If you have a penis and you feel like you use your hand too much, definitely try use lotion, use lube, use like a, one of those flashlight, yeah. um, use a t one of those egg, but you know, but... use a toy. Yeah, like try different things down there so that you just don't get used to one thing yeah switch yeah. it up so that like they're all on equal playing grounds yeah. one way of having sex or one way to orgasm yeah. is like way higher than everything else what is your advice for women who have not experienced their sexual debut i would say don't feel like you need to rush it yeah i rushed it 
to. Actually, regret it. Yeah. Yeah. People ask me, do you have any regrets in life? And you know how some celebrities are like, I have no regrets. No I'm regrets. like, I have regrets. <laughs> and if I could have waited, I would have waited. Yes. But it's okay, you know, I'm here <laughs> and I'm 35. Uh, but for you, if you haven't had your sexual debut, I would say don't feel like you have to rush it at all. You have your whole life to have amazing sex and yes. explore. Yeah, wait until it feels right for you. Even though all your friends are like, oh my god, I just did this, I just did this. It's fine, listen in, have fun with them. You don't need to rush. But if there is a person and you feel like you're ready and you know they give you butterflies. Fanny actually, flutters. Yes, I was gonna say, I just learned a British term, <laughs> fanny flutters. Uh, if they give you fanny flutters, yes. right, then maybe that's the right person for you, then I would just proceed with as much authenticity as possible. Yes. I always like dream of this, like what would it be like for a person to have a sexual debut, have sex for the first time and have an orgasm? wild because obviously i did not and not the case for me everyone i talked to have yeah well except for men yeah <laughs> yeah but you know all my girlfriends their first time did not come like yeah. no one so i would love to hear more imagine um, if we girls are had... like i actually came my first time like good for you <laughs> i know or if we had sex now for the first time knowing all of this how differently would that go when you're empowered yeah. and educated and you've masturbated i'd never masturbated for having sex penis in vagina really before. so when was that when was the first time you masturbated 20 20 damn you waited i waited because i was so ashamed were you watching porn no i wasn't watching porn i just my partner had been away for like six months so i was like what do i do now and was I, there no porn in the uk <laughs> no i just that's just not what i went for because i mean porn would have been even more shameful i'd already felt like this is so wrong and dirty for me even to be wanting to do this porn would have just been like way too overwhelming yeah but yeah imagine if i had masturbated before and knew my body beforehand that would have been so much better. You know, the first type of porn that I watched was actually a manga comic book. Yes. Like, and you know, in manga, like women always have like massive titties. Yeah. And I'm just like, damn, damn. <laughs> what would it be like to put my face in it? And I, you know, I, it was, I remember, yeah, just that manga. And then I watched this like softcore Korean movie <laughs> where the, the girl was fingered by the beach. And she like, wow. her coming scene mm. was so memorable. I still remember it now. And I mean, this was when I was like 12. So that like, I started masturbating. Jealous, no, not not, not my journey, but, <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> what are the best foods to help a guy last longer, if there are any? Well, based on research, there's quite a few studies now that show like maca powder. Okay. That help with the erection and potentially help them last longer because like more blood flow to the penis. I see. And you know, like any antioxidants like spinach, strawberries, ginger, men's health podcast actually found celery. Celery. Yeah, celery and watermelon. So these are some of the, yeah. So now you know what you're having for breakfast. Stunning. Do women who are going through menopause lose their sex drive? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I interviewed a sexual medicine specialist who is actually a very well-known doctor at Cedar sinai Hospital in Beverly Hills. And I highly recommend you listen to that episode as well as an episode with Dr. Jolene Brighton, who is a specialist in hormones. Very great information and it will help you understand like sexuality during menopause or like right before or right after. Yeah, I think it's so important because like physiologically stuff is changing. Yeah. And then also if we take it back to like the brakes and accelerators, there's so many brakes because it's like a huge bodily changes happening yeah. there's other you know side effects that are happening that don't make you necessarily feel great about yourself yeah 
and bad self-esteem is a break. Besides the stuff that's going on in your body, there's also all the other external factors mm -hmm. that are just going to make you want sex a whole lot less. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I can't come and it makes my wife insecure. Yeah, that's pretty common. Yeah. I mean, I've fucked a lot of guys that didn't come and made me feel bad. Yeah. That was before my sexual awakening where I understand it's not about me. It's not about me. Uh, yeah. I would say have a conversation with her. Have a proper conversation, not during sex, not in bed, but like, you know, over coffee, over dinner, yes. non-sexual context. And really just bring it up and talk about it. This is your wife. Like, you married this person. Have a conversation and really talk to them about this if you feel like it is an issue. If your wife feels insecure it means they've probably brought it up or mm -hmm. shown feelings of yeah. feeling like that vulnerability actually is very helpful and layered with education being like this is why i can't come or this is mm -hmm. why i'm not coming mm -hmm. it actually has little to nothing to do with you we're going to end with the quickies are you ready yes get set your partner is a contortionist what sex position are you trying first oh damn Oh, okay. So I want them to, I don't know how they want to contort. Okay. <laughs> I want them like upside down, legs split Yes. into like I'm a pretzel. Yeah. And then I, I put a strap on in the middle. I would call it the pretzel. The pretzel plus strap on. Yeah. Stunning. Mime role play. How would you say, can I peg you in mime? <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense, right? That makes sense. What food would you want to eat out of your partner's ass? <laughs> oh damn dark chocolate dark chocolate so i can't tell <laughs> wow that's rogue i wasn't expecting that one yeah yeah i'm protecting myself fair enough yeah, <laughs> yeah. dark chocolate fair yeah if you could go back in time which historical figure would you fuck napoleon napoleon yeah you know why Tell me why. So um, there's a story about how Napoleon's freaky and Napoleon also loves like pheromones. So with his lover, Josephine, um, there was a time where he, I think he went to like, I don't know, either war or some kind of uh, other conferences. And he, he was like, he wrote a letter to Josephine and he said, I'll be back in three days. Don't wash. Dirty dog. So yeah, he wants to like sniff that puss without, you know, washing. You and I feel like that. it'd be, yeah. yeah. I don't know if you know this about me, but I don't really shower. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Like I don't wear a bra, I don't wear underwear, and I don't shower that often. Mm. Yeah. Got yeah. you. Yeah. Napoleon, watch out in, <laughs> in, the, in the next life. I don't know. <laughs> Heaven or hell. I don't know. <laughs> Depends on who you ask, I guess. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay, last one. You have 20 minutes intense delicious orgasms every time but the catches that you must go celibate for a whole year would you do it can't can't, can't go celibate for a whole year also can't orgasm for 20 minutes it <laughs> just seems like i think there's actually records of a woman that actually has that and well there's also a woman that comes every time she brushes her teeth so i mean there's all kinds of people yeah and but so i i can't not have orgasms or sex or some, some kind of sexual connection for a year i yeah. cannot do that not so for me. Don't know. <laughs> No, exactly. But yeah, okay. Well, thanks for answering all those questions. Yeah. I hope everyone got to know Dr. Tara a whole lot better because I definitely did. Thank you for being our guest interviewer. Thank you for having the me. Love Bites by Dr. Tara podcast. And my loves, per usual, have an orgasmic day. Bye. Yay. Yay. Do you want to become sexually powerful? If the answer is yes, go to lovebites.co and check out 30 Days to My Best Sexy Self 
a sexual mindfulness journal. This ebook will change your life. In this sexual mindfulness journal, I offer the tried and true methods to become more sexually confident. It's for everyone who wants to have the best sex life possible. Thanks for listening. This was, this was Love Bites. Love Bites. By Dr. Tara. Follow Dr. Tara on social media at lovebites.co. Have an orgasmic day.